You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a... Oh, what am I this week? I am a... um, I don't even know. Part-time anime lover and full-time i'm a full-time anime lover also but full-time uh no this is better okay so i'm a part-time insect eater and full-time anime lover and with me as always uh is my good friend and pinball wizard andrew patterson i think what you mean to say is ice cold beer wizard yeah i'm not great at pinball (coughs) but yeah i i'll uh, take you I recorded a cold beer. I will take you. I recorded a podcast um, earlier today where I consumed doing a double uh, double header. Yeah, I consumed a bunch of protein formed from insects. Delicious. So I had uh, whole like, pow- like cricket powder so or like full like this full on insects. So I had a whole cricket with popcorn and peanuts, mm-hmm. which was really good. Yeah. I had a piece of a cricket burger okay i had a piece of a cricket sausage okay i had a piece of a mealworm sausage and that's i mean i'm sure that's fine i'm i'm not saying i wouldn't try that but that is could not be a grosser combination (laughs) of words and then to my western mind i had um both mealworm and cricket bolognese interesting yeah it was very good i like to the point where, as we were interviewing, like I was tasting things, and uh, as the interview progressed, I would just like, you know, yes, scoop yeah. a bit more in my mouth and like start chewing. Like, mm, oh yeah, that's good. You know, like uh, I've had. Uh, there's a really good protein bar out of like Iceland or something somewhere like that, or mm-hmm. uh, called Jungle Bars. They make like a protein bar, a delicious like rice crispy type protein bar, but it's made from cricket flour. Oh, yeah. No, this was good. I mean, so these guys also make like uh, insect ice cream. Uh, he had this one insect in his freezer. Uh, we didn't try it because there was a bit of preparation involved, but apparently it's a, some sort of water beetle that it, its natural flavor is like green apples. What? Yeah. Yeah, only the males of the species, though, apparently. So a whole new world. Yeah, I think we're going to see that shit blow up in the next couple of years. It's crazy. You know, this guy was literally a food scientist. It's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, really interesting. So check out um, that interview will be up shortly on ISO The Buns podcast. You can go to podcast.buns.com to check that out. But we are here to talk about some hidden gems or a hidden gem by the name. You got to love it. Yeah. But first, the hidden gem by the name of... Uh, Bungo Stray Dogs? Bungoo Stray Dogs? One of the two. I don't know. I haven't heard anybody actually say the name. Yeah. Uh, why don't you kind of recap what it's about? Uh, it's about a homeless kid in his late teens, set 18, 17, 18, 
I was raised in an orphanage, was kicked out of an orphanage for reasons, for reasons, Mm -hmm. without getting into too much detail, who, uh, when the series opens, he's kind of on his, like, you know, his last legs. He has, up until this point, refused to steal, so he's basically starving to death. And, uh, you know, he's like, okay, well, I'll steal just to live, because I'm not ready to die yet. Uh, but it'll be like, and it's just going to be like the next person I see. And the next person that he sees is this guy floating down a river. What you think is maybe a corpse. And he goes and pulls the guy out of the river and it turns out to be a guy that was trying to kill himself who works for this. I'm skipping over things that we'll revisit. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes actually. Yeah. Uh, it's this guy who works for this paranormal detective agency. Yeah. It's like a paranormal detective agency called the armed detective agency where, there's a bunch of kooky characters that all have these different powers or gifts as they're called. Um, and you come to discover that the main character also has a gift and he ends up kind of being recruited by them. And that's sort of the premise for the show, like very high level. That's like what the premise is about. Yeah. Um, I would like to say about both of these anime that we watched today mm-hmm. that The, th- the hilarious thing to me about both of these anime is that in different ways, they are both the most anime. Yeah. That, like, well, like that you can get all the tropes are covered. Yeah. Like two extremes. They, but, and they both, and they have similarities too. They both have like a crazy, like metal intro. Yeah. You know, with like just insane, like, <laughs> like speed, fucking <laughs> yeah. speed metal intro with like insane speed lines everywhere. It's like super saturated, like, really high contrast colors uh you know vocals that just kind of like soar over these like you know face melting solos and yeah. it's just like kind of like glowing almost neon like symbols flying around the screen and opening credits and then you also see sort of like these crossfades of all the characters they're almost identical in that regard right and then yeah they both have <clears throat> when you describe anime to somebody that is casually seen some anime or anybody that's seen like dragon ball z yeah particularly somebody that grew up in north america there's sort of like as you said these tropes that kind of sum it up you know Mm -hmm. it could be anything from like the the grunting and like the the audible noises that they always capture that you never see in north american cartoons yeah to um they embrace a lot of like even if you were watching it subtitled or like watching in Japanese, I should say, there's all the, they, they frequently will have like lettering or things that appear on the screen to describe things. Yeah, like a comic almost. Yeah, like a comic, kooky reaction animation, uh, you know, in turn switching between things that are really melodramatic or just straight up dramatic and serious to things that are like comically just over the top. Right. The second, our, our, our you gotta love it for the week is a little bit, more subtle on that side of things it still exists (laughs) but it's definitely a little bit like yeah it's not as extreme as it is funny yeah like we watch i watched both of these and i was just like wow these are like on opposite ends of spectrum because one of them i really enjoyed the other one i enjoyed less yeah Uh, but yeah stray dogs is great there's so much i would say that there's a lot to unpack like there's a lot of mystery still oh yeah i have both watched four episodes so we're only four episodes in, but like 
Well, you mentioned the powers, right? Yeah. And every time a new character is introduced, you're like, oh, what the fuck's his power? And we still haven't seen, we've only seen like three powers or like four yeah. powers maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's still... Of like a, a, a total introduced like 15 characters, both good guys and bad guys. Right. Like we just don't know. And you know that they're all like amazing at what they do, but you're just yeah. like, what, what could it possibly be? Like, what's that guy that's always drinking that soda? Like, what's know. his power? He's always drinking a or soda. That, like farmer kid. Yeah. With, like that overalls and the hat. So it reminded me of X-Men in a lot of ways as well. You know, I, not mm -hmm. just because they have abilities, but the agency feels kind of like, you know, a school that's like secretly like they're kind of doing all this other shit. But uh, and also I found it <clears throat> genuinely funny, like not not funny, like I'm laughing at the expense of the show. But yeah. like, there's just some really really dark concepts that have, I don't understand yet because they haven't been really explained or revealed. But Right, like the guy who always wants to kill himself? Yeah, like so, yeah. So uh, one of like the two main, or one, one of the main characters, I should say, like, central to the plot. Yeah. He's kind of like the uh, mentor for the main character mm -hmm. who when you first see him is floating upside down down this river and the kid rescues him and doesn't realize that he was trying to kill himself. And he's like very lighthearted about it. Like he's just like, oh yeah. He's constantly asking women to commit a double suicide with him. Yeah. And then there's also a scene later in the first episode where they're like in a restaurant feeding him and he's like looking up at the rafters while the other guy's explaining something. And then yeah. the guy's just like, wait a minute. Are you trying to decide whether you could hang yourself from these rafters? And he's basically just like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but it, it's, yeah. It's weird because like juxtaposed with that is like super dark subject matter and it's not all lighthearted. Like people get brutally murdered Yeah, in the show in like a graphic way. Yeah. And it's like upsetting and they don't like make light of it. They're like, Oh fuck. These guys are just killed. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And, and like, yeah. And that's the other thing. Like it's not, uh, it's not a PG anime in that like, you know, you see all these crazy flashy powers, but people are really just kind of getting punched around. Like, you right. know, and then they're just like, uh, 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 you know, and like, or if they die, they just have like bruises all over their body. Like that sometimes happens in anime. Yeah. Like people are being dismembered. Like there's like crazy. Yeah. There's blood. legs. Yeah. There's like, there's like a lot of blood in the first four episodes and you're just kind of like, fuck. So it's, it's, I don't know. It's the most anime anime there is though. Like, I don't know about there is, but like that I can think of Yeah. in that, like, it covers so many bases where yeah. it, it's super serious and then immediately lighthearted. Yeah. Like on a dime. And it's, that's what I loved about this mm -hmm. is, is just how extreme it is on all accounts. Yeah. But I also think that it's a take it or leave it sort of thing where someone is going to watch this and also love it. Or they're going to be like, I, I hate this. I don't it. understand it at all. Yeah. Cause it's, it's very Japanese in that way. Well, another interesting thing that, makes this a very anime th uh, series. Mm -hmm. This is a ridiculous thing to say. I got to think of a, something that sounds less ridiculous when describing the show. But, uh, you know, I would argue that the best anime, they kind of pose like philosophical questions. Like there's a lot of deep stuff that maybe isn't even directly addressed in the story, but just exists as part of that world. Right. That, again, you don't see that reflected very often in animation from anywhere else like or like at least tv shows like serialized tv shows so i don't know if you knew this but all of the characters or at least most of the central characters are all named after famous authors 
Oh, I didn't know that. But there's writing all over the show. There's so writing all over the show. That's right. Uh, and I get, I mean, characters we haven't been introduced to yet, uh, or at least that I've noticed, but there's like Edgar, there's a character named after Edgar Allan Poe. Like they're not all Japanese authors, but many of them are. Oh. And even more interesting is, uh, what's his name? Daidza? No. I've already forgotten. The suicidal guy. Yeah. The author he's named after killed himself by drowning. He drowned him and his wife drowned themselves in a oh. river. But that so it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. So I don't know all of the authors. I don't know many of them. This was just yeah. a bit of research that I did after because I was just curious about like I was like I was curious. First of all, I couldn't find it explained anywhere, but <clears throat> granted, we're only four episodes in, but there's a lot of things that I feel like I should know right away or understand so like why this guy wants to kill himself constantly and is so lighthearted about it is one but another yeah. is like there's that brother and sister that yeah. there's clearly something going on there that like nobody has a it's like a game of thrones esque. it's like brother yeah there's like there's like some some weird incestuous and they don't really look related one of the characters makes that observation but another guy's just like oh don't worry about them like don't encourage it like just like just ignore it yeah so there's a lot of things that i feel like the more research i do the more layers I'd peel back like the same. And it reminded me in a lot of ways of Ava in that regard. Yeah. Um, even some of the, some of the same sort of character uh, characteristics, like the main character feel, he kind of has like a inferiority complex sort of, or well, like, you know, he, he's a, he's an orphan that gets kicked out of his orphanage. Yeah. But I just mean like he, he has the same sort of issues. One might say that right. like Shinji did in Ava. And like, that's clearly something that he struggles with a lot. Um, and the interactions with the characters around him, like he has trouble fitting in kind of. And mm -hmm. anyway, but it was kind of similar. Like Ava, there was a lot of stuff that was very symbolic that at the time I didn't really follow, you know, like they're fighting the angels. And I it kind of like was one of the first TV shows that encouraged me to do research on my own to figure out kind of like what, what was all of this symbology in the show. And the show is kind of similar in that regard, even though it's now like over... 20 years later right. from when I watched Ava, you know, and I'm kind of, you know, I'm an adult now, but it's still as like comical and fun as it is. I'm like, Oh, there's like some, there's some shit to parse here. Like it's pretty interesting right. anyway. And, it, and then and on top of all that, it is just fun and exciting. Like, well, yeah, speaking of comical and fun, that first scene where he's like starving and he's just like, you know, thinking about how worthless he is and whatever. And then he's like, no, I'm going to live. I have to do whatever it takes to live. I'm going to rob the first person that comes by. And then a guy <laughs> just like zooms by on a motorcycle and yeah, he's just yeah. like, well, no, that was impossible. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'll rob the, n the next guy that comes by. And then it's like um, a bunch of army yeah, guys. Yeah, like, like hundreds of them like, yeah, marching, marching by. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, well, they probably don't have wallets on them. <laughs> so, you know, not them either. And then he sees this dead body and he's like, no, okay. <laughs> and he dives, he dives in well, what he assumes is a dead body or whatever. He dives in after it and it turns out to be this guy. But like, that's kind of the humor yeah. that goes along with this like hyper action oriented, hyper violent, super powered romp. Yeah. And it's, and I, you know, all of the other stuff, which is less of a focus, but it's, you know, it's beautifully animated for for a TV show, you know, I've yeah. seen like m better animation, but it's nice and crisp. Like it's sharp. The the effects are cool. It's like, it's kind of refreshing, but it, it still has all of those sort of like, you know, whether it's like a card battling anime or an anime about like fucking pirates or an anime mm -hmm. about Super Saiyans. Like there's always, there's so many anime that have 
okay, each one of these characters has like unique power, you know, and they're yeah. like, f- anyway, there's all these checks and balances. Well, uh, like, yeah, it's a, it just it's, feels comfortable, but still fresh. Yeah, it's the ultimate trope, right? Because it's essentially like Naruto, where yeah. you know the main character is kind of um, not fulfilled in his life and ostracized by society, and people are like always oh, worthless, whatever. You know, like Naruto. It turns but out that he's the nine-tailed fox. Yeah, inside him is a power that, uh, if unleashed, uh, could wreak a lot of havoc, and he can't control it. Yeah. You know, and this character is exactly the same. Yeah. And so, like, there are these repeating tropes, but it it's almost okay. Yeah. You know, like yeah, just seeing that story Feels told. Like a warm blanket. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Seeing that story told from a different angle, like. There's that, um, I can't remember what the book is called, but there's this book where uh, they say like pretty much every movie that you love, including like Star Wars is the ultimate hero's journey or whatever. But yeah. like there's this book that outlines how all of these stories are told. And basically... Like the Iliad or the Odyssey or something? <coughs> Homer's Odyssey? No, no, no. Like uh, it's newer than that. Some guy um, like outlined all of these tropes. There's like four of them or something that like you can trace every story in the world back to one of these four tropes uh, or not tropes, but like interesting, whatever. And it, it fits in those categories. And like, I feel like, you know, I like star Wars and I like Indiana Jones and I like all these other things that might be somewhat similar to one another or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay. And so I think, you know, this anime kind of feeling like others, it gets a pass because it, as long as it's like in a, in a slightly different environment and it plays out very differently yeah. than I've seen before and the tone and, and the pacing funny. is different. Like yeah. it's, it's funny. There, there is enough stuff, whether it's juvenile or a little bit dark, like I've, I don't know. Like you, if you, if you have a sense of humor, you know, about yourself and about this, sh- you know, like it's, there's some goofy shit in it, but like, I don't know. I found myself laughing. Like it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Most of it. But, uh, and the funny thing is the, um, this recommendation came from, I just put out the word, uh, coming up on 20 years since Cowboy Bebop uh, came out. Mm-hmm. 20 year anniversary, one of my all time favorites. Um, and I basically just posted on social media. I was like, f- feeling pretty weird about this. It's been 20 years since Cowboy Bebop. Uh, you know, I've watched anime since then, but. I haven't watched anything maybe that I've liked as quite as much as Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. So fire me some recommendations of like what your favorite anime from like, particularly from like 2000 on, you know? Cause like, again, I, I've watched a fair amount of anime, but, uh, and suggestions came pouring in and Stray Dogs came in f- multiple times, um, as well as Tech on Concrete and some other th- films that I've, I've seen many times, but I'd, I'd never seen Stray Dogs and, uh, so it's good. It's f- it's interesting that that came up that much, and it has those feelings of like sameness, you know. And yeah. Like it ignites the. You're just like, oh yeah, just like it perfectly hits all the, mm-hmm. the same way that I feel like gamers, role playing gamers, have been waiting for like a game that captures like Final Fantasy VII again, but right. it's new. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I think why everybody's so excited about Final Fantasy VII remake, even though they know it's going to be different, is that they're like, that struck a chord with so many people and hit on so many of the like things they had been perfecting for the years before that yeah like a lot of rpg tropes and think kind of set the blueprint for the sort of jrpg after that mm-hmm. that people are just like i need a new one of those you know like right. a lot of rpg series are similar like that like the tales of games like the tales games 
Um, anyway. Uh, so let's move on to this, uh, maybe the second anime that yeah. also has a lot of... Before we do that, I feel like I need to do this because I haven't done it in a long time, but this podcast was brought to you by Buns. The oh, app yeah? for decluttering t- your t- life. Can you tell me about Buns, though? And finding stuff you love. You know that... Well, I know you know this, but uh, I once traded a pass, a weekend pass, for a couple of days left of the weekend or a day left of the weekend or whatever for uh, Fan Expo in exchange for some Vietnamese ice I want to say Vietnamese or was it like no, some it was, East... Uh, it was delicious. Some East Asian ice cream and... Uh, they so can make it with banana too if you're like lactose intolerant. Yeah, it was amazing. They like mash up all these fruits and then pour cream over this like really, 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 really cold metal plate and then like it just slowly starts turning into ice cream. And they scrape it, yeah. shape it and stuff, yeah. And uh, the maker of that ice cream is now the host of... Uh, the Crystal, Crystal Ballroom. Ballroom. That's how we met. She made me ice cream. Pretty cool. Me and Andrew ice cream, in fact. Making connections. Yeah, not just buns. trades. Uh, try trading today by visiting buns.com or get the app on your phone. Buns, it's for trading. You know? Not for trading. I do know. For trading. For trading. Um, yeah, so the You Gotta Love It for the week is an another anime... Uh, which we already sort of talked about at the top of the show, uh, called Berserk. But it's not the Berserk that a lot of people know and love. Well, I guess it is in a way. It's a continuation of it, but it's uh, 2016-2017's Berserk. Right? They brought it back, I guess. Is the I, Berserk, I don't really... I can't really follow it. <laughs> okay. They're, they're like doing even just... A little bit of research. It's like one of those, you know. The other, some anime has like a very weird trajectory because this, you know, they'll release like a there will be a manga, right? Mm-hmm. That's like super popular. Yeah, uh, that like be Berserk, pu- like Berserk, uh, that will be published in a monthly magazine. You know, like in Japan, there's a lot of comic zines, yeah. so to speak, where it's like. Uh, you know, like Shonen Jump or whatever, I guess would be an example. But basically where it's like uh, a, a weekly or a monthly magazine that collects a number of s- different stories. So you can follow along these different stories by... It'd just be, imagine if like Marvel put it... I'm actually surprised that more American publishers haven't done something like this. But because they've done it in the UK too. Yeah, like, it, ma- it makes sense. Like, I don't image, know that they would... Image lo- started kind of doing it, but it's like more like... Because it's not really for collectors. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, so there'd be like a comic and then the comic would get turned into like a 26 episode series and then there'd be a movie and then there'd be like an original video anime, you know, like an OVA. And then there would be a 10 episode series two years after that. And then there would be like a spinoff, like another two part movie. And it's just kind of like they don't they don't feel the need to like adhere to a traditional, uh, you know, seven seasons in a movie. Right. <laughs> Or like, yeah, we're just going to do regular seasons and then wrap it up and then maybe do a movie, you know, like a lot of American TV shows do. Right. Well, it's sort I, of like they, I, I there's think no I mean, set format. Like the they just the mentality in, in the States in general is just like, let's make as many of these as long as it's profitable. Right. Totally. And there it's almost like if there's demand for it, let's see what makes the most sense or what makes the most sense to tell the story with the money that we have, you know? So it's like 
this was really successful as a 26 episode series. Maybe we don't have enough to make another, like enough story or, or money to make another 26 episode series. So let's make a four episode OVA or whatever. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So this show is kind of like that in that I, the, the comic has been on my radar ever since like, I don't know, college or maybe, maybe before that. Yeah. You know, when I was, on all the forums and shit like that in high school, it popped up all the time. The characters, the, the, the main character guts is very recognizable to anybody that's ever seen anything to do with anime. I would imagine. Yep. Um, I'm with you there. But what we were recommended was the most recent iteration of the show. Yep. Uh, and so like right out of the gates, I would say, We've we've jumped into things before where we haven't like Paul Blart Mall Cop two mm-hmm. where we hadn't seen what came before. Do you think that that okay? It matters sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't matter. But sure. This was an instance where I it onboarded me pretty quick. But like, well, I've never read the comic. You didn't I haven't see seen the initial the, episode, which I think it is. Yeah, it was difficult to figure out what the fucking initial episode was because I watched episode zero. One and two. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I saw one before that. I know. And maybe it was just mislabeled. Who knows? Because uh, uh, let me just say this. First of all. Very easy to mislabel because there's so many things out there. It, it starts off with him walking uh, in this forest by himself. And he comes. Uh, oh, no. Sorry. It starts off with some guys in a bar harassing this little fairy creature and a young kid. And the kid's like, just fucking leave the, the fairy alone. Like, who cares? And then they're like, what are you saying? Whatever. And like, they start beating on him. And then this guy comes in, fucks everyone up in the bar. The kid runs away. And the fairy's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm like with this guy now. <laughs> and then he, he, they're walking. A little naked fairy. Yeah. With no identifiable genitals, which. But when, they, when, when humans look at the fairy, it looks like this little like mushroom almost. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then he's in the forest and he encounters this uh, grandfather and, and daughter in, on a cart. And he's just like, just keep going. Like, and it starts to rain like heavily. He's just like, just keep going. Don't worry about me. And he's like, no, no, my granddaughter like really wants to help you. He's just like, you're, you, you know, you're going to sign your own death warrant or whatever. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. Like, you, you know, no one should be out here alone. So they let him on the cart. And then this cart gets attacked by skeletons and like this giant creature um, kills the daughter. The daughter gets possessed, kills the grandfather. He slaughters everything involved in this whole thing, walks away. And he's looking down at the grandfather's severed head and the daughter. And uh, the fairy's like, oh, this is pretty sad scene. Like, you know, it's not your fault, though. And then he just starts laughing. He's just like, no, it's not my fault. It's their fault. You know, if they're too weak to protect themselves, like, fuck them. And then he just... Gut says that? Yeah. And then he just walks away. And I was like, wow. Okay, so that's (laughs) that's the pace of this thing, you know? And so to just, like, really jump into what I love about this show, like, finding something to love, because I'll tell you what I hated, first of all, the fucking animation. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah, it's not good. It it took me, like, a bunch of episodes to get used to it. It's it's like a video game from PS2 or something, like, cel-shaded. Yeah. Like, everything has, like, lines for the shading, and it's kind of weird. But certain monsters are very obviously computer-animated. It's The whole thing is, like, 
well, like no, but like I, regular characters a lot of times are computer animated. No, no, I know, but I know the whole thing is computer animated. Oh, but there's gotcha. like some of the textures are yeah. so obviously animated, uh, computer animated that it's it doesn't look hand drawn anymore or cel shaded. It just looks computer animated, and I'm like, yeah. who made this choice? But anyway, um, I'll, like it took me so long to get past that. Yeah. Also, the character models are inconsistent. There's literally you can find online people compare from scene to scene in the same episode even mm -hmm. where there's one character in particular who they used a complete the model is completely different like they didn't just use which character is this the fucking white-haired dude oh like okay. all the armor yeah yeah like and the pink lit the like really feminine yeah lower half of his face who like saves him from the pile of bodies or whatever yeah but then later is a bad guy maybe i don't know well we don't know the whole it was just a flashback that shows him digging him out of the pile of bodies anyway okay not important but what i loved about this is i, I love anti-hero stories so like i mean batman's kind of an example although he's really just become a hero at this point yeah. like tragic hero but still a hero mm -hmm. but like where you're kind of rooting for a guy who's not really a, a good guy but like he's doing good things so you're like yeah but like this show commits hard hard like he obviously does not give a shit about anybody he barely even cares about himself yeah there's some like weird ninja scroll-esque like rapey bits that i didn't really like that when but, he when he busts out of that prison and just like the the commander like you know the the like relig the yeah the like religious army or whatever mm -hmm. and the commander is just like praying she's just topless she has like no nipples for some reason well she's not praying though she's whipping herself yeah, but before that, she's like prone. She's like praying at like this altar, and she's got all the scars on her back. But yeah, I just yeah. mean like, yeah, and and she like atoning whatever she's doing. But yeah. she's just doing it topless, and she just has these like weirdly, sometimes nippleless boobs because like the, it shows like nudity, but it's like censored. But then there, it shows the nipple in silhouette only. Yeah, or or the part with that weird horse with the face later. They kind of like define them anyway. It's kind of weird. And he basically just goes in and is just like, Dish! and then fucking like takes her and like ropes her up and puts her on the back of his horse as like a hostage or something. I, they're just like weird. It's like well, so no, fast and there's so many things. I happening. mean, it's pretty clear. Like he's like, I'm going to take her as a hostage. And then when, when he gets stopped by the guy who's like a, obviously a really good fighter, mm -hmm. he's just like, okay, well, I'm not going to fight you. Like I'll kill her if you don't let me go. And they're like, okay, I guess we got to let you go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and he saves her from the ho weird rapey horse demon with the face. Yeah, like and I, he's like, "Yo, don't run away if you want to live." And you're like, "What the fuck?" I don't think that he want. He's out to like kill anybody. He, well, no, it's pretty clear he by wants the to kill a lot of people. By the end of these demons, like though. three episodes, four episodes, or whatever they are. He, yeah, his goal is to kill this this set of like arch demons that have inhabited the world that are that like most people don't know about, yeah. but. They're chasing after him because he's been branded by, I don't know, the devil, let's just say, or whoever. We don't know, really, yeah. because we didn't watch the beginning. Yeah, I feel like to anybody that is into this show, we just sound like a bunch of idiots right now. Because we're just like, what the fuck is going on? And these people are probably like, dude, just fucking yeah. get with it, man. Just but whatever, get, I mean. Get all, caught up. He was branded by something that, that now demons are always on his back. And that's yeah. why that d granddaughter, grandfather combo got killed, because the demons were chasing him down. Yeah. You know? Um and so I don't know that he's out He's out to kill these demons and he'll kill anybody who gets in his way, yeah. but he doesn't want people to get hurt. No. You know, like every time he's about to fight, especially humans, he's just like, oh, 
okay. I'll like, cut you into pieces. Yeah, and he, then he does yeah. brutally. He's just like, just like get out of my way though. And they're like, <laughs> no, we are this, wh- whoever we are. Right. And he's just like, well, okay. Takes out this like massively oversized sword. It's like twice the size of clouds, buster sword. Yeah. Multiple times in the show, people are like, no human being could possibly <laughs> wield this sword. And he just slices through swaths as if it was... Like he'll cut through like eight guys. There'll be like eight guys running at him in one stroke. will just sever yeah. them all in different ways. And you're just like, wow. Dynasty warrior style. You yeah. know what I mean? Just yeah. like cutting through fields and fields of, of guys. Um, another thing I really liked about this, and I don't know if you watched enough episodes or if we watched the same episodes to, to, to notice or realize... Most episodes end with some sort of mid-boss or boss battle, right? Like, it'll end. And and so the one that I was describing that you didn't see, he fights this field of skeletons. And then all of a sudden, like, he's in a forest, right? Or one gigantic skeleton. No, all of a sudden, like, this giant arm comes and collects all the bones of the skeletons. And it's like this giant tree thing. And it's like half skeleton, half tree. It's just so bizarre. And then he like, it's huge, right? This massive thing. And he like cuts it down, essentially kills it um, after getting injured by it. And then, you know, continues on. That's when he like laughs at all the dead bodies or whatever. And then in the episode that we watched, he fights this giant like half dog, half person boss. Yeah, it's got like multiple faces. You can't really tell which one's talking. Right. Possibly because of the animation more than the character design, but... And the episode before, he's fighting that field of dogs or whatever. Like, there's always like some sort of like boss at the end of each episode that he's facing off against. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know? And it's not like... It at least doesn't fall into the trap of where some animes where it's just like, most of the episode is either recap on either end or next time. Dragon Ball. Yeah. Or... Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It, it spends multiple episodes fighting the same yeah. massive creature. So, like, like I, you know, I was saying to you before that I'm now starting to watch all of One Piece, and when they encounter like some other like arch pirate that that like is getting in their way, they have to defeat. It's like four episodes of battling this pirate and his minions. If, but maybe even more sometimes. Yeah. This is just like, oh, here's this thing, fucking one episode, or maybe two at most, like. One episode is discovering the thing. The second episode is fighting it. And then that's it. You yeah. know, I like that. I appreciate that because so many other animes fall into this trap. They want to stretch it out as long as possible. Right. Yeah. Because they're waiting. You know, like you said, most of them are based on mangas. So they're waiting yeah. for the mangas to, to like produce enough so that they can write more story. Correct. What did you like about this? If anything. I also like that it was like... Um, unapologetically adult. Like, it, 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 by no means is it for children whatsoever. Yeah. I liked the... Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, the animation was not good. But Very every once in a while, the fights had some, like... Like, one of the episodes I watched, he fights this guy that looks like Akuma, basically, on top of this mountain, who also has a huge sword. Mm-hmm. And they're once again characters are in the pro- in the in the vicinity are commenting on how nobody sh- should be able to wield the swords that size at that speed. They're fighting with them like they're like fucking like rapiers or something like yeah. fencing swords. And it kind of was sort of Dragon Ball Z throwback esque, where there's lots of speed lines, but they're fucking going like a million miles an hour right. and very visceral sound. Like it's not just like the same. 
that like you know some anime they just repeat the sound effect for like a gun or a sword yeah ad nauseum it, it felt and I was like, oh, like they put they put some effort into these fight scenes because they know that's like what the people want to see. Mm-hmm. Everything in between was a little bit, I don't know, not good. <laughs> the animation is just so distracting. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. If you look up their highlights, people have posted highlights on like YouTube of like the worst clips. And yeah. Some of them are pretty funny. Like, but, uh, yeah. I won't continue watching this one. Let me put it that way. There are things that I liked about it, but not enough that I want to continue to watch it whereas bungoo stray dogs like i'm gonna watch that probably i'll watch it all and we'll there's only like two it. seasons or something right now so i'll probably watch it all yeah plus there's so yeah it's so enticing you want to know so much more about what that world they exist in mm-hmm. uh berserkas yeah i don't know i don't know um that's pretty much it man i didn't really uh, this one didn't really I didn't hate it, but I wasn't, I did not love it. Yeah. I just kind of like indifferent, I think, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. I mean, we're getting kind of further away from that. People, we've done enough episodes now where things, I can either find a lot of things to love about. There's like, you know, or, or things, people are challenging us with things that are really, really hard to love. Yeah. Um, there's a period where a lot of things were falling into that gray area for me. So yeah, I think this, this kind of, falls in that category where it's just sort of like I understand why somebody would hate it and at reading some of the like threads online yeah. people fucking like there are people that loathe this well, you this know, show I, I, I neglected to mention that I also like the um, the sort of uh, religious aspect to it where the the church is like uh, you know has produced all these like holy zealots that are you know, trying to do the good thing, but mm-hmm. in in a bad way almost. Yeah. And they're almost like the enemy. And he is, you know, this demon infested guy that is, um, you know, it's not maybe not the, the good guy, but doing good in a bad way. Yeah. And it's a sort of struggle between them because, you know, this, this they like, just annoy him. This church organization is trying to stop him or capture him or do whatever for whatever reason yeah. that we don't really know yet. But... He like if they stopped and objectively looked at what he was doing, yeah, they'd probably be like, Oh, well somebody needs to like get rid of these demons. Well, I like that when they capture him, which happens very there's like a lot of smash cuts and you don't really know what's going on. He he gets captured by this army. Well did you, did you see him fight the old man? I just saw him kill a bunch of uh soldiers yeah. and then jump at that girl that was like the commander and there's like the dude behind her yeah before he jumps at that girl he's fighting that old man with like the he's got like the metal staff no that was cut out of the i didn't see that in the episode i watched oh man okay so he's the the guy that's behind not not the guy in green behind her but the old man that like you know when she's in the tent later and uh he she's like get out of the tent everyone out of the tent okay no oh weird yeah it's so weird well so well, were you watching on Crunchyroll? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't log into Crunchyroll, so I had to find it right. through other means. So. I was going to say, it should, it should be worth mentioning that um, I am probably watching an unadulterated version because it is on Crunchyroll. And by, un- by unadulterated, I just mean like, you know, not cut it's up pure. or whatever. It's pure. But he's fighting, he's fighting this old man who's very good at, maybe, and that's why you didn't see him when he, was, when he captured her and was taking her hostage. As he was leaving, that guy was like... That same old man was like, like, 
challenging him to a fight again because he was spending all of his time defending this old man's attacks. He was very quick and very nimble and whatever, and he couldn't beat him. And so his instinct was to... Uh, he looked like he was going to charge at the old man, but at the last second, he jumped over him and charged at her, mm. right? And then he passed out because, uh, like, his injuries, and she kind of, like, stabbed him in the neck a little bit, and then, yeah. then he passed out. Yeah. Yeah, so I saw that part, but then I just like how it just, like, cuts to the next scene. He's in, like, stocks, basically, like, in, in a cage. Yeah. And his reaction is just, like... I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. Like he's not like, like literally like that's possibly wait, wait. even. Did you not see the scene where she, she whips him? No. Oh man. So whatever version you got was really cut up because what happens after that is they're in the, like their camp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's in the stocks getting dragged into her tent and, and she's like, interrogating him and has that whip that she whips him herself with later. And it's like, tearing his body to shreds until somebody else comes in and is like, what is happening here? Like, you can't do this. And they bandage him up and send him into the cage. And that's when he's like, I don't have time for this shit. I need to get out of here. (laughs) Yeah, it just seemed funny because I was like, he's in a dire situation. Like Jamie Lannister fucking about to get his arm cut off situation. Except his arm is already cut off. His arm is already cut off and he's just sitting there and he's just like, He's not like, fuck, I got to figure out something. He's just kind of like, all right, well, I've wasted enough time here. Like he has yeah. no, no concern. Like he's not like, I'll be, he just knows he'll be able to get out. Like he's not even, you know what I yeah, mean? Like it's yeah. just like he was, he was putting up with their shit, but like he's, it was just funny. I was like, yeah. oh, it's funny that he's just so confident in his ability to get out. He's like, what? I, don't, I don't have time to fucking sit around here in this cage. Like, fuck. I think we need to get you a Crunchyroll account. If anyone out there wants to sponsor us with a Crunchyroll account for Andrew yeah. so that you can watch these things properly because I get logins from the, Netflix from my cousin Greg. <laughs> the one problem that I uh, that you have with the show that I didn't have was how disjointed it was. Okay. Mine makes, makes sense. I yeah. watched three episodes and I was like, what the fuck? But it sounds like even the episodes you watched were like made no sense. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly right so that's ma- what I'm saying maybe you didn't give it a fair shake uh, we need to Could get be. you a, a Crunchyroll premium account I think anyway um, okay so uh, recommendations for the week the new St. Vincent record Mass Seduction oh yeah that's a good one super into it uh, if you've never listened to St. Vincent before she is a uh musician from originally from texas yeah if you don't know who she is just google saint vincent uh portlandia oh yeah yeah she's friends with uh carrie Branstein and fred armison yeah she she has cameos on the show but she this is her fifth her fifth yeah i think so her fifth studio album um she has also she did a record with uh david byrne Mm-hmm. From Talking Heads, she just makes like fun. Well, not always fun. Sometimes it's very dark. Um, but it's just yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pin down. It's just like good rock music. She's obsessed with guitar and like heavy effects pedals. Um, but I'm loving it. I think it's a great album. I I pre-ordered it. It came in a beautiful package, just the uh, like yellow vinyl, uh, like a screen screen printed um, book. 
uh, and uh, posters and stickers and all kinds of shit. But it's it's just a great listening experience. It's a nice record to sit down and read the lyrics. And uh, I would also recommend even checking out. She's done a lot of interviews and press for this album. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a very interesting woman. I think that she's very intelligent. Um, she's got a lot of interesting views and perspectives on things. And I feel like she's also, some might say brutally honest, but she's very... Uh, I don't know. She's just very open. She just gets, strikes me as a very open person. Like she writes very personal songs. Yeah. And then as soon as she releases an album, she's basically like, it's not mine anymore. Just fucking like go nuts. Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely a fan of her, her ethic and her attitude. I think it's, uh, and I, I do like the new album. So I agree with that recommendation. It's fantastic. I love wholeheartedly. It. Okay. What you got? Um, what you got? I was going to recommend music as well. So I guess I will because it makes sense. Um, Racket Club. Mm. Did I recommend that last week? No, I don't think you had known that they were going to be opening for the movie life at that point. Oh. That was midweek, wasn't it? Oh, we didn't do one last week. We didn't record. Oh, it was last weekend. We didn't record. Yeah. I mean, we did record. Uh, Well, there's an episode (laughs) that comes out. But um, yeah, Racket Club. uh, Former frontman of knapsack and the jealous sound surprised me at a show opening for the early november in the movie life you know who else is in that band though who it's half it's like half the jealous sound and half of sam i am oh really yeah no i didn't know that i was so like i was which is super drunk at that show and just kept telling him like you have no idea how happy i was I, i came here early and i was like i don't know who these openers are whatever and then you walked up on stage and i was like fucking it's the guy i'm so excited Blair, Blair yeah Sheehan. i was just like right into it so uh after you're finished listening to saint vincent and you want to maybe get some like throwback post-hardcore no but it's not even like vibes. almost like uh but in the same sort of like grunge-esque style as like uh those early early emo bands like uh yeah. mineral or something yeah check out uh check out racket club now, next week is a special episode. We are uh, hosting <coughs> a show and having two guests come on from the Overrated podcast, which I did. Uh, my episode is out, but and I think that you should listen to it because you will hate it. I say that uh, Looper is overrated, and I suggest a movie Time crimes. for its replacement, and I explain why. That's uh, fine. Um, but they are coming on the show to... Uh, you know, get a little flavor of what we do. And the You Gotta Love It for that week is a movie called Faithful Findings. Okay. Uh, it's available on YouTube, so I'll send you the link. Or we can watch it. You Gotta Love It? Yep. Okay. Uh, a computer scientist slash novelist with supernatural power begins to hack into secret government files. And when his relationship with his girlfriend crumbles, he reunites with his childhood girlfriend through mystical forces. But soon the mystical forces start to prevent him from revealing the hacked files. He must now face the dire and fearful consequences of his actions. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and the... Fuck. Yeah, yeah. And the hidden gem uh, is a movie called My Mo- uh, Eyes of My Mother. Oh. Do you know this movie? I, th- I think so. If I'm thinking of the same one. The, the Eyes of My movie? Mother, two, two, 2016... Uh, in so their secluded farmhouse, a mother, formerly a surgeon in Portugal, teaches her daughter 
Francesca to understand the anatomy and and be unfazed by death. One afternoon, a mysterious visitor shatters the idea. Uh, well, I don't know. I can't read the rest of this because it's cut off. But uh, it could be a horror movie. It sounds like it's a horror movie. Interesting. Um, yeah, I got links to both of those as well. Sent cool. to me so I can send them to you. That'll be fitting. Halloween's coming up. Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one. So check those out, guys. Uh, yeah. The Eyes of My Mother and Faithful Findings. And um, this is from Joe and Alan of the Overrated Podcast, of which they have apologized numerous times for making us watch this. So, great. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah, only time will tell. Yeah. Gonna, all right. Sounds good. That's, I got nothing else. Yeah. That's it. I'm out. Times Square. I showed you the zombies with hundred and stairs. You took a big set your hotel on fire. We took the blame, took the bags to the train. Happy birthday, Johnny. Wherever you are Happy birthday, Johnny Wherever you are Last time you called, it was on New Year's Eve You asked me for dough to get something to eat Since we last spoke, you live on the street Yeah, I wouldn't believe all the shit that you've seen Happy New Year, Johnny Is it 23? Happy New Year, Johnny are the lights on the trees Peace.